Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Hey, this is Graham. And I'm Jocelyn. You're listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. A binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. On Sunday, September 22nd, the 71st Emmy Awards took place at the Microsoft Theater in Hollywood, California. Since we are a podcast largely about TV content, albeit in the context of streaming, on today's episode, we'd like to dissect these awards. Especially the ones received by series and actors we predicted or talked about on past episodes of this podcast. What do we think about some of the big winners of the night, like Game of Thrones? Fleabag. When they see us, the young actor Jamal Jerome's surprise win. And poses Billy Porter's historic win as the first openly gay black man to win as lead character in a drama series. We'll dive into all of that and more as we take a quick trip down memory lane through past episodes. Okay, I guess it wouldn't be an exaggeration to talk about Game of Thrones as one of the greatest and most consequential TV series of all time. And it was expected that the night would belong to Game of Thrones, given the fact that it had just ended on almost 10 unprecedented years of production, along with eight of the most captivating seasons in television history. But it turns out, these year's Emmys would be full of surprises, and some giants like Game of Thrones were mightily humbled by the end of the night. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. Uh, as you heard before, my name is Graham, and with me in studio today, I've got Jocelyn. <laughs> How do you do? Ah, this is so cool. <laughs> and, uh, you know, please don't, don't don't stop listening because the intro sounded weird to you. It's just like we wanted to do this a bit differently. <laughs> um, so today we have our Emmy or post-Emmy. Yes, our post-Emmy breakdown. Yes, yes, yes. And we are very... Sounds like an old 80s dance, post-Emmy breakdown. (laughs) The post-Emmy breakdown. I feel like watching on David Letterman or something. Oh, God. So uh, what did you think about the Emmys this year? I thought it was really good. The the entire thing, right? Yeah, there was some weirdness that happened, but... Overall, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought the no host thing worked out pretty well. And no host few... seems to be the the new way to go, isn't it? Yeah. No yeah. host, and, and and the flow seems to be no no problem. Yeah. Uh, talking about weirdness, I did find that the opening little segment with Anthony Anderson and her and his mother. You know, stealing the little statuettes and she... Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what are we doing here? Why? Yeah. How was, is that even funny? Yeah. But on the other hand, the little intro 
uh, that Brian Cranston did, like live. How is this guy able to sound like that live? <laughs> what a voice, man. Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, that was insane. The drama, the, that was dope. That was dope. Brian yeah. Cranston is, is a master. Yeah, he's, pr- he's pretty cool. That was dope. Uh, I liked it. So what we are going to do today is that we are going to just see what happened and how good we were by uh, predicting who would win and who probably wouldn't win. How good or bad we were. Yeah. (laughs) And as we mentioned, uh, Game of Thrones was supposed to be the big winner of the night by any standard, you know, knowing that Game of Thrones what Game of Thrones did for TV uh, in a matter of eight seasons and a total of 10 years. Mm -hmm. But wow. Ah, wow, wow. We have a lot to talk about, so why don't we get started? (laughs) (laughs) So the night started with outstanding drama series. Mm -hmm. And on our Emmy-nominated podcast that we did, the, the, the nominations podcast that we did, we talked about these these uh, these series, right? Yes. I remember we talked specifically about uh, Better Call Saul. Yes. And you, neither I, were very kind to Bodyguard. We, no. You know. No, I still don't know why it was on the list at all. Do you want to go ahead and listen to what we said about it? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Here's what we had to say about Bodyguard, Jocelyn particularly. <laughs> Then we have Bodyguard. I think we've talked about slightly about Bodyguard with um, this kid, Michael Madden. Um, I'll be honest. I don't understand why this is nominated. <laughs> I know everybody says the same thing. Everybody says the same thing. I don't, I don't understand why it's nominated. I don't. I just, I, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, Bodyguard, I don't know either. I haven't watched the show myself. Yeah, I just said you were. Yeah, I don't know. You, well, you, you're not a fan of Bodyguard. No, I'm not. It's not going to change. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, of course, we were very giddy about the nomination of Killing Eve. Yes. We, um, we, well, we're big fans of Killing Eve. Yes. <laughs> yes. Rightfully so. It's, it's, it's every one of the best series out there. Yes. Um, but. Really, we went like full-blown fanboy and fanger <laughs> on, on, on poems. As a matter of fact, we did have an episode about uh, about uh, Killing Eve. Yes, we did. So why don't we revisit what we had to say on that specific episode, and then uh, we'll go back to the Emmys. Okay. All Sounds right. good. I I don't know. Like, did you bring this up, Jocelyn? When, like, how did I don't even remember how I discovered Killing Eve? It was me. You the truth. See, you, <laughs> you always me. know where to get the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I found out about Killing Eve through Caitlin Moran, who is a British writer and I think kind of a critic. And uh, I used to follow her on Twitter, and she tweeted when Killing Eve first came out. Uh, everybody needs to go watch Killing Eve. It's the best thing I've seen since the first episode of Sherlock. And everybody knows how I feel about Sherlock. So that mm. put Killing Eve on my radar. I was like, okay, Killing Eve is something that I have to see at some point here. So now we've both watched it. Yes. And and here's the one thing I'm going to say. 
and then I, I'm gonna I, you can you can go ahead and tell me everything you think, but I don't know how it is that BBC always manages to cast from the first from the most important role to the very least important role the best actor for those roles like how do they come up with that how do they do it i don't know even the It's person so with one line even the person with one line will freaking nail the fucking line to the point you say like this motherfucker only had one line and i believe him <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny you say that because i was i was literally thinking that about this series that every single person who is in this is perfect for the role There is no jarring note. There is nobody that you're like, oh, God, they don't belong in this role. Mm -hmm. Or what, why are they even nothing? Every single part in this is freaking perfect. Yes. It's, it's on point. The notes ring true. Everything is perfect. So, yeah, as I said, total fanboy and fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's sort of embarrassing to go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. But, but I mean, it is that good of a show, isn't it? Well, yeah, it is. And uh, I would say, I'm, if, you, you know, if we got started and rolling on it, we'd be just as passionate about it again. So, Of course, yeah, of, of so course. Um, other shows that we had a lot to say about, and as a matter of fact, uh, of, on Outstanding Drama Series, we have uh, made shows, we have made episodes specifically about uh, one, two, three of this series. So it was uh, Game of Thrones. We had a special episode, which we are going to revisit. Very special episode. Yes. And also, we uh, had a we had an episode about Pose, which is uh, a show that we actually discovered while we were doing the Emmy nominations yes. episode. So uh, here's what we had to say about Pose. One of my favorite new shows out there, Pose, is nominated. Um, Pose is on FX. You remember last week we talked about Pose, and uh, yes, and I haven't haven't gotten to that one yet because of stuff, yeah. stuff in life. Yeah. But that that's on my list to watch next. Yes, yes, yes. This is this is this is a fantastic show that everybody should watch. And by the way, if you um, if The fact that it's 2019 and you still have an issue with, you know, LGBTQ people in the entire community at large, perhaps you should actually start watching this to understand instead of having a conversation where someone, you might feel that someone will be judgmental towards you, go ahead and watch this show and I think you will see the human side of, of, of the entire um, community, the enti this entire part of our society that w most, uh, most other people insist on marginalizing and, and rejecting and discriminating against. So, yeah, if, if, if you do have that kind of problem, please go watch this show. If somebody else has not been able to convince you that you're on the wrong side of history, you probably should should watch this show. 
And also you could watch it for the entertainment value too. I'm, I'm not saying that's not what, that's not there. But again, if you have a problem that you think you want to, you want to see what it is that other people can see that you can't see. You, you would like to see the other point of view without it being someone telling you you're wrong because that's the way you think. And watch this show. That's the best I can say, right? Just saying. So we had uh, nothing but good good things to say about Pose. Yes. And of course, on our Emmy nominations show, we were very happy that it got it got nominated. But of course, we knew that you know the nomination for us it was just a matter of it being recognized. Yes, exactly. Because we thought it was um, a peculiar show. And um, it was sort of a new thing. Yeah. So we didn't give it much chances. No. Um, it was one of those things that I'm just happy to see it on the nomination list, but I really didn't think it had a snowball's chance in hell. But as it turned out, um, Game of Thrones took it uh, in outstanding drama series, and very, very deservedly so, I think. We did have an episode of Game of Thrones, and... It was one of those episodes where we went all out. <laughs> As a matter of fact, the uh, least participating person in the panel at the time was my co-host. It was little old me. <laughs> little old me. I think I said three things, maybe. And then she called, it, she called us nerds. Well, I never get to do that. So. Um, at the time, we had a visit from uh, your best friend, Penny. Yes. And also... We had a very special, very special guest with us, Dr. Tracy Timberlake, who happens to be a very adept expert on Game of Thrones. Yes, she was a very impressive lady. Yes. So why don't we just take a look back at what Dr. Timberlake had to say, um, all of the theories that she had about the show, and also we... We'll hear from Penny, the sweet voice, the sweet NPR voice of Penny. Huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this was good. So listen on. Dr. Tracy Timberlake, who is not only a fan of the show, but also read the books. Is that, isn't that correct? Yeah. So I have um, done all the research. I've read the commentary, read the extra books, listened to the audio books. I've done all the things. Yes. And then we have Penny. Have you read the books? Julie? I have read the books. Ah! I've not gone as far as the extra commentary and all the uh, extra things, but I have read the books. Yay! And then you've got me, who discovered the show on its second seasons and got, uh, and got hooked. And the most important perspective here, on the other hand, is that of Jocelyn, who has never seen the show. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love that! <laughs> So it's basically divided in three camps, right? The camp of, I didn't like the end. The camp of, uh, I'm okay with the end, but it could have been better. And the camp that is like, uh, this is how it was supposed to end. So where are you on, on that camp, uh, Dr. Timberlake? I am in the camp of, I am okay that that is how it was supposed to end. Okay. I, I am. That's where I 
That's where I fall on the spectrum. Penny. I'm in the middle. I'm glad it is over with. I felt it could have been a little bit better, but uh, I don't hate it. You don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear more about that. So you're going to have to go into a bit more of explanation for that. Now, Jocelyn, as a person who did not watch the show, does not watch the show, uh, Have you? can you compare all the kerfuffle with something else, other TV phenomenon that you, you've been involved with? Um, I think it would probably compare to Sherlock, the BBC series Sherlock. I mean, not in the sense of the hugeness of the audience, because obviously everybody watches Game of Thrones and not everybody watched Sherlock. But the people who were fans of Sherlock, when Sherlock, when there was the big reveal and what happened at the cliffhanger, there was the people who were like, oh, that was great. And the people who were like, that was the worst piece of shit I've ever seen in my (laughs) life. Yeah. So um, to me, just from a complete outsider standpoint, that's what it seems like to me from what I see on Google. And every time I open any kind of entertainment news app, there's something about Game of Thrones. So but to me, it's kind of comparable to the fans reaction to Sherlock um, when Sherlock was was happening. But again, not from the on the grand scheme of things, because Sherlock was not that popular a show. And there you have it. Yep. Right. We we didn't mischaracterize Game of Thrones in any way, shape, or form, and it won outstanding drama series. And I, I I couldn't, you know, as good as the other series nominated with Game of Thrones this year were, I don't know that I would have been I would have found it fair if they didn't won uh, this one this year. With the show ending and with the history of the show, if they hadn't won, I'd have fallen in the floor. And that's without me having seen a single episode yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know, man. I don't know what else to do with you because this is not normal. It's not normal. I'm recalcitrant. I'm sorry. No, no she just wants to be special. <laughs> oh, I'm special. All right. Special. <laughs> And so, continuing with, with the next categories, we were looking at, when we looked at Outstanding Comedy Series, we had a lot to say about some of the shows here uh, that were nominated. At the time, I think we still hadn't made our Fleabag episode. No, I don't believe we had. Um, but after that, we did. Oh, hold on. Yes, we had. We, we, we had already done the Fleabag episode. Because uh, okay. we we uh, uh, we weren't we we weren't too kind with Fleabag's outstanding comedy series nomination. We didn't. Well, I mean, we felt like it was good enough uh, to be nominated. But eh, we we yeah. do you want to go ahead and revisit what we had to say about Fleabag? Yeah, let's, during let's... that episode, actually, not the in the nomination part, but rather when we did our episode about Fleabag how we felt about it. Yeah. And, and I'd like to say that we were fair in that we respected, we, we, we respected the talent of, of Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Absolutely. And we recognized that the show is revolutionary and is great. Absolutely. We just didn't like the character of Fleabag. Right. It was, she was never anyone that I could find any empathy for or interest in. So that's what we said. Yeah. Let's hear it. But I want to start by saying, and I think Jocelyn will will agree with me on that, is that Fleabag is not for the 
faint of heart, is it? <laughs> no, it, no, it's not. And, no. you know... Not for anybody with the kiddies around either. Number one, forget about watching that with kids around. Like, even if you have any suspicion that while thinking you are alone, your kid might just pop up in the room to say, hi, mommy, or hi, daddy. If that could ever happen, don't be watching Fleabag. Don't. Because it, it yeah. Just don't. It's going to lead to strange questions. Yes, yes. Um, but Possibly notes sent home from school. <laughs> There's a lot of words that are don't, that you, I know that you don't go around saying in the house that are thrown in this in this show so six episodes per per season in mm-hmm. each episode around maybe 24 26 minutes mm-hmm. now we talk a lot almost everybody will tell you i love british comedy i love british comedy almost everybody you talk about you know but this is no Monty Python or anything like that. So, again, mm-hmm. it's very, I think it's an homage to awkwardness. It, I think it challenges everybody's sense of of comfort, if you will. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. You know. It makes you very uncomfortable. It, and it seems like they take pleasure <laughs> at that. <laughs> uh huh. Um, Jocelyn tells me that Phoebe Waller-Bridge actually came up with the show, didn't she? She yeah, she wrote the. She she created it and wrote the show. Yeah. So she created the character Fleabag, Fleabag, and she wrote wrote the show. And, and so, what 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 do you think? What is your your opinion I, of Fleabag. Uh, I know everybody loved this show. Like it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And I know that critics are falling all over themselves to talk about how wonderful it is. And I do think that it's a good show. And I think that for the person that it connects with, it's going to connect with them on a very deeply personal level. However, for myself, I cannot connect with the lead character of Fleabag. I I don't find anything in her, nothing in her speaks to me personally. Um, And she does this thing where she's constantly breaking the fourth wall to kind of include the audience in what's going on, kind of a wink and a nod type thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is is interesting and and there's it's a very interesting way of of including the audience in the show but for me it made me feel very manipulated and the character herself is very manipulative um on the show and i think i think that's a great actress who brings across this but i kind of I have problems with being manipulated. <laughs> yeah. I don't like to be manipulated. Um, it, it, it brings back bad things for me. So I don't like the show in that sense. I can't connect with her and I just kind of want to smack her around. Turns you off when she breaks the fourth wall. And as it turns out, we had to just put our entire paw in our mouth because <laughs> outstanding comedy series for the night happened to be Fleabag. 
Yeah. That was a surprise win, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was a surprise for, for everybody. Um, well, maybe not everybody, but for quite a few people. I think a lot of folks were expecting um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel or Veep to win. So I think Fleabag was a big surprise um, from the news outlets I saw. It seemed to be a shocker. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm good on her for winning. She's creating... Some really good and interesting television, and Amazon is definitely respecting that. So, I mean, Phoebe Waller-Bridge herself looked spectacularly surprised yeah, <laughs> at the win. She did, and you know, it was it was it was sort of refreshing to see. She has no, she doesn't have that arrogance of, hey man, I'm too good of a writer to not to not win this. She mm-hmm. she 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 thought I'm nominated. I'm gonna just be here and be happy mm-hmm. yet the night was just beginning for her mm-hmm. how about on the other shows that were nominated we during our nominations uh episode we talked about them briefly i remember talking to you about barry yes we talked about we're very good big fans of the good place yes russian doll yes and I, I still don't understand why that was on as a comedy series yeah yeah that 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 was one of the things that we were kind of perplexed about wasn't it yeah like, what comedy i, don't, I never yeah. thought of it as comedy at all i mean there was funny parts but okay i remember you were uh particularly funny about shit's creek <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we revisit these moments okay let's take so, a quick look sounds good <laughs> Okay, so comedy series we have Barry for HBO. Have you have and you seen Barry? I have not seen Barry. It is a very good. I started watching the first episode. I think I went all the way up to five episodes, and it was very good. And I actually am pleasantly surprised with Bill Hader because you know Bill Hader, you know, got introduced to all of us as a comedian on Saturday Night Live. So yes, and, and I don't. I mean, it is comedy, but. It's really good drama, too. And, and Bill Hader is very good. Very, very good. So whenever you get Is a this chance, the show with Harry Winkler? Is he in it, too? Yes, Harry Winkler, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's a, some kind of... Yeah, like I haven't s- seen it yet. ...small community theater teacher and stuff. And he has a very good, um, like a very influential role in Barry's life. Because Barry is a dude that um, is a former... Um, U.S. military person who is trying to retire, but he's a marksman, and so he's getting employed as a hitman. But all he wants to do is just get out of that life and go do theater and become an actor. But he, <laughs> I mean, it, you, that sounds good. It, it is very good. So you should you should take a look at it. Go ahead, and continue, please. Um, we have one. Uh, the next one that I have is Fleabag. <laughs> Which I'm mad at myself for not having watched yet Me because I, I haven't watched it yet. Olivia Coleman is in it. It's yes. got an amazing cast. Yes. It's got nothing but rave reviews. I know it would be right up my alley as something that I would enjoy. So I haven't watched it yet and I'm mad at myself for it. But it's nominated, so I'm happy for it. Yes. And at this point, um, you and I should be ashamed of ourselves because we should be able to talk about this show. <laughs> we really should. Yeah. We really should. Yeah. Um, Next is the good place. Oh my god! And yes, so happy about that! Yay! Yes, um, it's just such a good show. It's it's. I I'm can't. Happy I for can't. Them. I can't uh, wait yeah. to binge watch the 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 latest season. Really. Yes. Yes. That's that's me too. Mm-hmm. I've 
because I can't do the whole episode at a time thing anymore. <laughs> Not good at that at all anymore. No, I've lost that ability. <laughs> um, so next, of course, is The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. My show. Which, your show. Mm-hmm. Your show. Mrs. Maisel. Yes. So that's that's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, next, I was a little confused by this one being in the comedy series. Me too. Um, uh, well, Russian Doll. Yeah. I didn't think of it as a comedy at all. Um, I mean, it definitely had funny parts, but I, if somebody yeah. said, I mean, you know, let's yeah. d- tell me what Russian Doll is, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's a comedy. That would not be the first thing. Hell said. no. So. Hell no. I, would, <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, but whatever. <laughs> but it's nominated. I'm happy it's nominated. It was a good, really good show. I enjoyed it very much, but comedy, yeah. I, I don't know. And then one that I, I've, I know is very popular and like people are super excited that this got nominated, but I don't know anything about it other than the name is Shit's Creek. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I don't have a lot to say about this show, so but I'm going to have to read about it or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I know that when in the nomination list came out, like there was a whole like little, yeah thing all popped up on the internet because of them and it was like it's a victory for the common man or whatever so i don't i don't know i'm a little scared by that okay uh, that scares me a little bit um and then beep yeah last season of it obviously and julia louis drivers coming back after undergoing you know breast cancer and the whole thing um it's it's a bit of a i personally think that that's who's going to win it because of all the things I've just said <laughs> right there. Yeah. Um, and also because Julia Louis-Dreyfus is, is b- have no doubt that this woman is absolutely, absolutely great and the most fantastic, the most successful alum of the Seinfeld comedy, really. Definitely. Yeah. Everything she's done has been, she's Definitely. like the Queen Midas of this entire crew. Really, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm I'm glad for her, and you know I, I don't have a problem if she wins it, which I'm pretty much sure she she will. <laughs> there you have it, Fleabag won the night, and uh, we have nothing else to say. <laughs> yep, nope. Fleabag won outstanding comedy series, even though we did not predict it. We thought, eh, it's good enough to be there, but it ain't gonna win, especially with VIP there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So we were wrong. Sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> next. So what's our next category? Uh, lead actress in a drama series, looks like. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a doozy, wasn't it? <laughs> I remember we in the Emmys nomination episode, we actually dedicated a lot of time trying to mull what was going to happen there. And we we talked about pretty much everybody and why they should win. Yeah. We thought there was a reason. Yeah. Everybody should win. Yeah. Um, so let's listen to this because I, I think the give it give a a a statuette to each one of them was your proposal. You yes, wanna hear? I think so. <laughs> so let's listen. Let's yes. listen. <laughs> Lead actress in drama series. Boy, this is where I think the whole thing gets difficult, Chelsea. Oh yes. My God. <laughs> oh yes. So we're talking about lead actress in a drama series, Emilia Clarke for Game of Thrones, Khaleesi, right? This girl 
I don't know. Yes. She 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 deserves to be here. But again, right next to her is Jodie Comer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Villanelle of Killing Eve. She deserves to yeah. be here. And I might I might add, I might add, I think she should win the whole win the whole thing too. And no no disrespect to the rest of them. But I think Jodie Comer Jodie Comer is too good at what she's doing right now. She's brought something. She's brought a character to life that I have never seen on screen before. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like on screen before. I think she's brought a character to life that never existed before. Her. Um, I really want her to win this. I really, really do. I, 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 I and again, like you said, no disrespect to anybody else because she has some amazing competition yeah. yeah here when we get to the rest of the list but oh lord oh lord this girl is good and and i'm gonna tell you where then i start to get conflicted about what i what i just said about jody comer mm-hmm. because then right next to her is viola davis for yes. how to get away with murder yes. and viola davis is a goddess simply yes, she a is. goddess yes then she is you have laura Lini who is absolutely magnificent on Ozark. I'm talking about better than uh, uh, Jason Bateman. Better than, like, I mean, she was great, Jocelyn, great. I was, like, completely, I mean, my jaw hit the floor with this lady's performance on this, um, you know, past season of Ozark. So this is her year. She's very, this nomination is very deserving. And also, I think she should win it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe and, we can just give everybody. <laughs> I know, maybe, maybe in the, in the female, in the lead actress, everybody should just walk away with one. Because like, I don't watch This Is Us, so I don't know what Mandy Moore, I don't know about Mandy Moore's work in that contest. In that I, I I don't either, but I do know that I like Mandy Moore, mm-hmm. and almost everything she's in, she comes across as very genuine. Um, so I think she's a very good actress. Yeah. And then of course next is Sandra O, oh, and there's where you get conflicted for Killing Eve because oh, yes. oh my god. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh my god, she's so good. Like she's I said, so good. I don't know how they're going to do this. I don't know how they're going to decide. She wins. This one wins. This one doesn't win. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. If this was my job, I'd just sit down and cry. <laughs> and then I would just be like, just give everybody one, please. <laughs> can, I, can I opt out? Can I just walk away? <laughs> That's, I'm telling you. Uh, and then, finally, we have Robin Wright for House of Cards. And I don't know. Did, did we ever talk about House of Cards and told me you've never seen? Yeah, we've talked about it. I've never seen it. Okay. Um, I know that it's very, very good. I've only ever heard very, very good things about it. I've seen bits of it. I've seen bits of Robin Wright's performance. Is, um, and I do respect her very much as an actress. Yeah. So I am sure that her performance in this is, is excellent. Um, I think this is the last season of House of Cards. It was the it? last season. And I tell you what. The first 
um, I think this is the fifth season. So the first four seasons, she was excellent. And this one, without being in the shadow of uh, Kevin Spacey, she literally bloody shines like a like the sun, not a star. It's just the entire freaking megatons of all everything that light that the sun possesses. <laughs> she has it, and I, I, like I said, I'm I'm glad I don't have anything to do with deciding who wins this freaking thing. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. Uh, with it being the last season, and with you saying that she was that good, she's probably going to win. Um, but I'm just going to say because I loved Killing Eve so much um, and because I loved the character of Villanelle so much and because I feel like she was something I've never seen before, I, I want her to win. I'm, that's, I'm just going to say that. I want her to win. I personally, loving the character and loving Jodie Comer as an actress as much as I do too, I will this time say it is a a big win for her to even be to be nominated. Not that she doesn't deserve it, but for a young actress, because Jodie Comer is pretty young. She is very young. <laughs> so I'm glad. I'm glad they recognized her at least. Yes. Yes. With that, she's 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 very young. She's very young, and she, I think she 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 has a huge career ahead of her. And if the show continues, um, you know, for a few more seasons, I mean, she's she's definitely going to win a Best Actress. <laughs> A lead actress, you know that. But if she doesn't win it this year, I would, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be okay with that because she's nominated with some pretty, pretty, pretty good men. And it turns out that the night, the surprise of the night to herself, including, was Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. And I'm so happy that she won. Oh yes, because, I mean. Every any one of them would have won and I'd been happy, but I'm so happy that she won because for me, she's brought something to television that I've never seen before, um, especially not from a woman of her age. So yeah. I just, um, I'm just, I'm over the moon for her. I love her little speech because, you know, she has that beautiful Liverpoolian accent and how she said, you know, um, I want to dedicate this to my mom and dad who I didn't invite because I thought this was not my night. <laughs> uh, it turns out she's a lovable person and she actually plays a lovable villain, if you will. Yeah. Um, we had a show about about Killing Eve. Yes. We, we went Google Tata over Killing Eve and especially over Jodie Comer. Yes. And so, Sandra Oh. And Sandra Oh, of course, yes. yes. So let's let let's hear that particular episode. Both uh, when we talked about Jodie Comer and Sandra Oh, and we actually, I think we said it would be cool if you know either of them won. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really expect it, but I'm I'm over the moon for Jodie. Yeah, so let's listen. Let's talk about Jodie Co Jodie Comer uh, playing Villanelle. Yes. Now, I am completely unfamiliar with this actress. I've never seen her in anything else. Um, and she is so good in this that it's just she's so good in it. And I felt like and I told you earlier, um, well, I guess last week I told you um, that she reminds me of Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Yes. In in the way that she's playing Villanelle and the way that he played Sherlock, because there's a lot of humor in a, from a character that you wouldn't really expect, and a lot of facial stuff going on and it's just she's just so good she's so good and the character is so fascinating and the thing is this character to me could have become some sort of two-dimensional freak right Right. um in the hands of somebody less talented and she brings this character to complete life and that's another one where i have no problem believing anything about this character i'm not going oh that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard in my life because there's some pretty fetch stuff about this character you have to admit right, right but but i have no problem believing it because of the actress who i'm completely unfamiliar with other than the show all right so that was it right there you can see that we we had we had a suspicion that killing you was 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 going places <laughs> going places Maybe in the next two or three seasons, but not specifically <laughs> this time, right? Right, right. Oh, man. Surprise, surprise. That was it. Then we move on to lead actor in a drama series. Mm-hmm. We also found this one difficult, but we had, I think, if we go back, we're going to go back and listen to it because I, I actually made some weird prediction about who I thought didn't stand a chance. Okay. And uh, let's listen, because you're going to laugh. <laughs> you are going to laugh. So first we have Jason Bateman for Ozark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Mm-hmm. We have Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul. Billy Porter for Pose. And... and Oh boy, Milo Ventimiglia. Milgia? Milo Ventimiglia. <laughs> oh boy, this is us. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. For me, there are three, actually four, strong contenders for me. The first four names are strong, strong contenders, and in those between within those four contenders, I think Bob Odenkirk actually stands the fewest chances of winning it. And it's not because he's not good enough. I'm talking about the people that he's nominated um, in the same category with. I think Kit Harrington has a good chance. There is also always a good chance that, you know, Sterling K. Brown. I mean, people love Sterling K. Brown. He's the new Denzel Washington of this time. Seriously. I don't know, man. Hollywood loves this guy. And I'm not saying he's not a, he's, I'm not saying he's not good. But I know they love this is the one black guy that they love. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason Bateman actually uh, deserves to be here, I think. Um Jason Bateman is an actor that um I had only ever seen in uh Arrested Development. So I only ever associated him with the Arrested Development character. Uh, until relatively recently. And then I saw him in a little movie called The Gift. Which, yes. Um, and then it kind of changed my opinion of of what he can do as an actor. As, as Wait, his but range. what about horrible, so, uh, horrible Bosses? Do you remember Horrible Bosses? 
Yes, yeah. yes, but I, I hadn't seen that. For whatever reason, the next thing I saw him in after uh, Arrested Development was The Gift. The Gift. Right. And um, so that and now I've seen him, obviously, in other things. But that was the first time I was like, oh, wait, this dude can act. And actually, Not that he couldn't act in Arrested Development. I just had him in my head as that character. That guy. And that character. Oh. That guy from that thing. And, and you know yes, what? Yes, exactly. Uh, the Gift came out, actually, after the first season of... of uh, Ozark. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, Ozark, because I think the first season of Ozark has, it's been three years now. And, um, second season was last year. And there should be a third season coming because, my God, the second season was good. Jocelyn, you have to catch up, man. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things, again, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to watch that. And then, of course, life happens. Life so. happens. Yeah, that is true. I am happy, I am absolutely happy that Billy Porter is nominated in this category because he deserves to be here too. Billy Porter is the life of Pose, even though Pose is a magnificent cast. But Billy Porter has so much range that I don't know how I've never, I didn't see this guy in other stuff, you know, in more stuff before. Uh, as for Milo Ventimiglia, I don't know. I know that he's the dad of This Is Us, and he's one of the dudes that make people cry a lot. In his scenes are that good or whatever. So, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> and as you ju just heard, <laughs> as you just heard, I I talked I talked about Jason Bateman. Uh, I talked about Kid Harrington, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> And I literally wrote off Billy Porter. And it's not because I, did, I didn't think he's deserving of it. It's just that, it's just that I'm not, I, I was thinking, Pose is still a new show. Right. It's a little FX series. Right, there's no way. Like, yeah, they nominated them because whatever. Yeah. But there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. How incredulous of me, because here you go. Yeah. Billy Porter took it that night. Yes, he did. And he deserves it. I'm here for it. Yeah. And what a speech. What a speech. What a speech. Yeah. Other than uh, Billy Porter has been killing it on the floor uh, in terms of the way uh, of, of the way he dresses every year at every award show. That was a pretty cool hat. My son was like, what is this? <laughs> What's that hat for? <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> it sounded like Sir Seinfeld. <laughs> What's the deal with that? <laughs> but here's the thing, though. We did have a beautiful episode about Pose, and we were raving mm -hmm. about Billy Porter. The mm -hmm. and, and let's, let's, let's be completely candid here, is that we never thought that Billy Porter didn't deserve an even a freaking Oscar. We, we thought he was like one of the greatest actors on TV right now. Mm -hmm. We just didn't give him a chance. Uh, we felt like first nomination, mm -hmm. that's good enough. But with the category and with the people that he's nominated, uh, there was no way. But again, I, I mean, Sterling K. Brown has been winning this thing like 
for this is us just because he makes us cry and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then Billy, Billy makes us cry, makes us laugh, makes us think. Yes. You know, it was a very well deserved. Yes. Yeah. For pray tell. Yes. Thanks for pray tell. I love that name. It's a great name. Pray tell in the house. <laughs> so who do we have next uh, in the next category? Uh, supporting actress in a drama series. <laughs> we did have a bit of a hard time with that one too, yeah. on our nominations show. Yeah. I think we were pretty sure it was going to be one of the Game of Thrones folks. Yeah. In fact, here's what you said. So essentially it's Game of Thrones and two other people. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You said Game of Thrones and two more actors. <laughs> you know. But yeah, that's what it was. And... Again, and it wasn't. But here's the thing, though. I kind of made a prediction about Julia Garner. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Let's revisit this episode and we'll tell you. You'll see what I said about her. Yeah, jog my memory. But if I had to go for anything outside of Game of Thrones, Jocelyn, I want you to see Julia Garner on Ozark. This girl is talented. that's what I'm thinking. Is talented to the max she is an a consummated actress at her young age that i'm like is she for real you know what i mean like that's what you think every time you see this girl when she gets sad you want to cry when mm. she's furious you you get furious with her mm. when she's been wicked you kind of enjoy I don't know. It's 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 a whole lot of emotion. She has too much range for a young a young actress, and I would be very happy if she won it. Well, there you go. I kind of had a feeling. There you go. I kind of had a feeling. Kind of had a feeling. She's a young actress, so I thought she deserved to win, but of course I didn't think she was going to win. Right. I did think she deserved to win because I've seen Ozark. I'm a big fan of Ozark, and I'm a big fan of uh, her character. Uh, I think Ruth is is her character. I haven't seen Ozark, so. I'm oh man, it's it's it, it, she's absolutely she's as good an actress as Jodie Comer. Well, then I have to watch Ozark. So she's good. She's good, and I was so happy for her. Um, although there were a couple of people from Game of Thrones that I would have... I kind of wanted them to... to Especially Gwendolyn Christie. Mm -hmm. Gwendolyn Christie, I think, was such a fantastic supporting actress all through Game of Thrones. And her character was so heroic and, and innocent and beautiful and loyal that I thought, you know, with the show having ended and stuff... She probably deserved it. I'm not saying she, did, she because Julia Garner won it. Gwendolyn Christie didn't deserve it. But it was one of those episodes that I would have been happy if she won it instead of Julia Garner. Mm -hmm. But again, Julia Garner deserved every single bit of that, of that Emmy. So, good for her. We oh. do have to have an episode about Ozark. I was going to say I need to watch it so we can do an episode yeah. about it. So, yeah, yeah we'll do that. All right, so in this whole writing thing, nobody cares about that. These dudes, actually, no. 
Nobody. I've always said that nobody cares. So yeah, no. <laughs> nobody cares about writers. No. Why not? I don't. But they don't. Yeah. So why don't we move on to supporting actor mm-hmm. in a drama series? And um, during that nomination show, we visited each one of these actors and we talked about why they they had a place in there. Yes. And actually. I think the only one we knew very little about <laughs> was Chris Sullivan. Yeah, I don't. I still don't know anything about Chris Sullivan, so yeah. I have nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never, Sorry, Chris, if you're listening. I've never watched more than ten minutes of This Is Us, and I've never even watched that much of it. I've seen one clip of it where there's something about going over a bridge, and Mandy Moore has to hold her breath or lift up her feet or something <laughs> apparently that's some kind of a serious plot point down the road is that so yeah, yeah and, and no. then there was the whole thing where crockpot had to issue a statement because it caused in the show crockpot the official crockpot yeah that, that, that does not sponsor us but if they would like to they're certainly welcome to um uh a crockpot catches on fire and burns the house down and kills a whole bunch of characters oh shit and crockpot had like people were boycotting Crockpot oh, over a fictional TV show. On. Yeah, seriously. Are we there? Seriously, they had to. The Crockpot had to come out with a statement and be like, "Oh my lord, we've never burned down a house. <laughs> this is a fictional show. Oh, Nobody actually died. Um, you know, we're very sorry that you were affected by these characters, but it was genuinely nothing to do with us. Oh my! And God. if I don't know, if you look closely, it wasn't Crockpot brand; it was Walmart brand. I don't know, but oh, anyway, yeah, God. yeah, they did, they did, they had to fish a, 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 a yeah, people. We were, apologize for fictionally having burned down your house. Yeah, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. We didn't do it. That's okay. Well, you know. No, uh, this is us far from. I'm sure Chris Sullivan was dope as fuck. I'm sure he was. <laughs> you know, um, but we did talk about uh, Jonathan Banks. Um, l- let's take a listen to how we went over each one of the characters. Let's go yeah. to support yeah. an actor in a drama series. And it feels like we're saying that a lot, but it is it it is true, folks. This is really really hard. You have Alfie Allen in Game of Thrones. You have Jonathan Banks in Better Call Saul. Nikolai Costa-Waldo for Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage in Game of Thrones. Giancarlo Esposito in Better Call Saul. Michael Kelly, House of Cards. And Chris Sullivan in This Is Us. I will tell you something right now. The only one I don't know about is Chris Sullivan. Like I don't, Again, I don't watch This Is Us. So I don't know how good or bad this character is. But I can tell you, each one of the other nominees are brilliant. Who do you think is going to take that one home? (laughs) I, even though I haven't seen Game of Thrones, I am rooting for Peter Dinklage because I love Peter Dinklage. I've never seen him in anything that he didn't bring some some sort of pathos or some sort of interest to the role that I don't think any other actor possibly could have. So um, even though I'm not familiar with what he plays on Game of Thrones, I really, really like him as an actor. Um, so I, I'm i going to go with Peter Dink- Dinklage. Yeah, and 
I'm with you, but I, 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 you know, Peter Dinklage, throughout the run of Game of Thrones, he's won Best Reporting Actor several times, I think. And in this very last season, he was as good as he's always been. But again, if he won it, I'll be very happy for him. But if he doesn't, I'm not going to be too sad. Gotcha. Um, but Jonathan Banks is, and I think he, during Breaking Bad, he had a couple of nominations also as Best Reporting Actor. But to see him reprise the same character in Better Call Saul, and the same goes to Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad to Better Call Saul, and and reprise the same character and be as good as they were in the, you know, or, or origin series is almost a miraculous, a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. The same goes for Michael Kelly, on the other hand. Dog on, on House of Cards. When you thought this guy's character couldn't get any better, it just got worse more twisted, more complicated than ever. As for Nikolai Koster-Waldo, I know that, you know, Jamie Lannister was torn between evil and bad and things, but I, I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not in that, I, I, you know, I don't care that he's nominated <laughs> I don't care that he's nominated. I'm not saying that he's not a good actor, but you know, I I don't care that he's nominated in there. Mm -hmm. If he wins, or if he, if he wins, you know, um, if he wins and beats out these other guys that I'm, I'm I'm talking about right now, I'm not gonna be thrilled to tell you the truth because I think these four guys, when these yeah, these four guys are better actors. Well. Were better, not all better actors. I don't know that for a fact. I think they were better. And the winner was Peter Dinklage. Yes. Peter Dinklage is the man. Yes. Peter Dinklage is the man, and he was the man from the very beginning to the end of Game of Thrones. Yes. There was a quote by Tyrion Lannister that I liked, and I remember saying that during our Game of Thrones episode. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. <laughs> love it. Love it. I mean, give the man a, uh, give the man a statue for every time he's nominated. He should be nominated for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But Game of Thrones has been gone. Yeah, yeah. Peter Dinklage still gets nominated. <laughs> I don't care what you think. Man. <laughs> I don't care what you think. We did not review this during the Emmy nominations show, but... I'm happy for who won. This this category, Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Yes. 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 Right? John Oliver is bringing amazing stuff to television. Yes. yes. He really is. I mean, I've not watched an episode of Last Week Tonight where I haven't been completely mesmerized. Yes. And either haven't learned something or been outraged and been delighted. And it's he is incredibly talented and the show itself is is a beautiful thing the beautiful thing <laughs> about this show is that it happens on a sunday night mm -hmm. and late on a sunday night mm -hmm. 
So you go to bed with that kind of outrage. Mm -hmm. And it is something that you are going to have present in your mind throughout the weekend. And whether he talks about pollution, plastic, you know, for rent prisons and all mm -hmm. these things. The fact that you go to bed, this is the last message, the last thing that gets to you before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. It sort of stays in your subconscious and, and throughout the week. Mm -hmm. you have a reflection over these things. That's, that's what happens with me. Yeah. And again, nobody deserves a, an award. Uh, I mean, this is his fourth straight time winning it. But this time more than other, for the past year of shows that he's done, when he's talked about the Supreme Court, when he's talked about impeachment, how he has brought a whole bunch of new ones into Brexit, uh, one of those few things that we fail to understand because it's not simplified enough. Mm -hmm. It cannot be simplified. Mm -hmm. And so John Oliver, being a Brit, has been one to explain to you all of the little bits and pieces and nuance in it. It's, it's been a beautiful thing. So kudos to John Oliver, right? Yeah. I'm, kudos. I'm I'm happy. Yay, 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 yay. Oh, 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 yay, yay. Oh, oh, oh. What am I doing? <laughs> Why didn't you stop me, Jocelyn? I was enjoying the, 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 the little song that was for, going on over the there. For the love of God, don't do that to me. <laughs> do not do that to me. <laughs> uh, Graham, you okay over there? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's one thing. When we got to the category of Outstanding Limited Series, we hit a brick wall, I remember, because we, haven't seen, we hadn't seen any of those except when they see us. Right. And when they see us, we couldn't get through. Exactly. 40 minutes into when they see us, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, 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 you know. I'm crying and wanting to throw up. And, yeah. <sighs> but the nominated for that uh, particular category were... Chernobyl, Escape at Dan Mora, Fosse Verdon, Sharp Object. I remember asking you what they had these sharp objects. <laughs> and when they see us. And frankly, we did an, 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 a bonus episode on when, when they see us. Yes. And you would ask yourself, why would you do an episode about something that you didn't watch? Yes. Well, it's partly because, well, mostly because when they see us was based in, on on real real life, and we sort of knew how the story ended. Yes, we just couldn't go through with the dramatization of its reality. It was too much for me. I could not do it. I remember when all of this went down. I, I I'd been involved from the story from the beginning, so it just was it was too real for me, and in a good way, but in a horrible way. I feel you. But painful as it may be, let's go ahead and revisit that episode. Yep. I, I couldn't, I couldn't. So we're really going to talk about whatever we're able to catch. Seriously. Because yeah. like, yeah. that, that's, that's the best I could do. Um, yeah, and I think maybe kind of emphasize for the younger folks that maybe weren't around when this was happening or aren't aware of it to watch it or if they can't stand to watch it to read about it because it's important. It's not just history. It's something that can happen again. 
Yeah, and I think these kids have more guts than than we do. And I think from my from from the parenting perspective, all I see in these young boys is my son. <laughs> you right. know. Right. And I, I I and you know, I saw a an article that said some of us aren't ready to aren't emotionally emotionally ready to deal with when they see us and that's okay. And I think this article is actually a very good thing because I just couldn't, Jocelyn. I just couldn't. I couldn't either, Graham. I had to keep stopping it and take breaks and walk around for a while and then start it again and then something else would happen. And Yeah, yeah. Um, in... And it's not me being squeamish or me being like, oh, you know, I don't. I just, I just can't. It's just so painful. And these families and these kids, and it's just makes me so angry. Yeah. When the series was painful, when the series was painful to do as an episode. And um, I remember we tied, we, the title we put on this was when the series is a great series, but it will break you. Yes. It will break you. Yes, it will. Well, the night went for Chernobyl. And there's a lot of people who are unhappy about that. I didn't watch Chernobyl. And I know it was a big HBO event, of course. Yes. But I didn't watch Chernobyl because it's also another tragedy. And as I'm getting older, I'm having... Tragedies, real-life tragedies are harder to watch. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, I, I, I cannot go into those emotions. Yeah. Not willingly. Yeah. They, you know, they... I, People used to say that when you get older, you get like thick skinned and stuff. But for myself personally, I've not found that. I feel that I'm much less callous than I was yeah. when I was younger. Like things affect me much more deeply. Oh, yes. Than they used to. Yeah. Um, so and in that case, it, it, it hasn't applied to me. Um, and I actually am I'm grateful for that in some ways because I, I don't want to be callous. Yeah. And I don't want to be hardened. But it does mean that some TV, I can't, I just can't do it. Yeah, that's one of those things that I, I, I can't do. I know there's great acting in it, Stellan Skarsgård, Jared Harris, you know, uh, people that I respect and I know that did a fantastic job, but I cannot bring myself to watch it. And mm -hmm. so the same goes for When They See Us. I, I knew that it was going to be a historic TV, Eva DuVernay put together in this crew. Everybody, everybody pretty much was nominated for something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's an amazing thing. Asante Black, Gerald Jerome, John Leguizamo, Nisi Nash, Vera Farmiga, Angelo Lewis, Angelo Ellis. Everybody got a nomination. So you knew it was a fantastic cast. Yeah. But again, not for me, not for me. So you can listen to When They See Us, the our episode about Le When They See Us, and uh, tell us if you if you agree with with yeah. all we had to say. Yeah. Uh, just so you know what's our next one? Lead actress in a limited series or movie. Oh. So uh, Amy Am Adams was nominated. Patricia Arquette. <laughs> Um, Anjanu Ellis, Joey King, Nisi Nash, and Michelle Williams. Right. 
Michelle Williams one. Michelle Williams did a nice, the really cool speech. Yes, that was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. She talked about the pay gap in a very eloquent, non-politicized way. Yes. Rather, she went or she went at it in more as an as an issue of human decency. Exactly. And I liked it. Yes. So we're going on to lead actor in a limited series or movie. Lead actor in a limited series or movie. Oh, wait. I missed. I skipped one. What Outstanding did? television movie? Did we even talk about that? No, we never did. Okay. Never mind. Oh, actually, we didn't, didn't we talk about... Because I remember we talked about Brexit and you said you liked uh, Benedict Cumberbatch bald. <laughs> I don't know if I said I liked it. I think I said it was creepy as hell. But <laughs> He's always taking those roles where he's doing something weird with his hair. I think we touched on it very shortly because we hadn't watched any of it. Right. So uh, we talked about King Lear, Brexit, uh, Deadwood, the movie, because I told you, oh, I, like, I, like, I actually did watch Dead, Deadwood, but I haven't seen the movie. Gotcha. And... So yeah, well, we, we, we're then going to move on to lead actor in a limited series or movie, and we had a lot to say about this one. Yes. And this is where the prediction came to flow. Yes. Let's go back to it. Um, we're going to first talk about um, Jarrell Jerome, mm -hmm. what we had to say about him during the When They See Us episode, and then... We we will revisit the the nomination and what was said about Hugh Grant, Benicio del Toro, Mahershala Ali, Jared Harris, and of course Sam Rockwell. <laughs> <laughs> I we, we made fun of Sam Rockwell for looking like everybody. <laughs> He's good at it. So let's let's get to it. Lead actor in a limited series uh, or television movie. <sighs> This is where things get hard, harder, I want to say. So this, this gets harder because you have Mahershala Ali as from a True Detective. And I didn't finish watching True Detective because the case was a bit too sad for me. And it was based in a real, mm -hmm. in a, in a real, real situation. And, you know, I don't know, as, as I get older... I'm 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 unable to stomach a lot of like things that are based in reality that I know that are too sad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've found the same thing happening to myself too. Yeah. I don't know if it's like an overflow of empathy or or an, uh, too much reality and knowing what it actually feels like to have some of this stuff happen. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and so that's exactly what what happened to me is that you know i i didn't finish i watched like two episodes of true detective and i you know i knew where the case was going i know that maher shalali is you know fantastic i'm like no nah, i can't i can't do this then we have benicio del toro for escape at danemora which it, it it's it's about these Dudes that escaped from a, a prison in upstate New York. I don't know if you remember this. The dude dudes the two dudes that escaped from a prison in, in, in upstate New York, but then they seduced 
a lady <laughs> that worked in the in the kitchen or something, and she's the one that helped them, which is the the character that Patricia Arquette plays. Uh, you you heard of I, this, right? I think I remember when the case. Yeah, I remember about the case, but for whatever reason, this um, I guess movie or series, I didn't know it existed. I had no idea. This is this is the the list of um, nominations was the first I'd heard about it. I missed it completely. Yeah, I think it must be in their second or third season because, or, well, actually, is it no? It's not. It's not. It's, it's a limited series, so I don't. Uh, uh, but I know that Patricia Arquette won for for this last year because she had a sort of a slightly controversial speech because she said something about. Thank you for making me having the most fucked up teeth or something. And <laughs> you know, she she threw the f bomb and they had to, you know, uh, blip her or whatever. You know, Patricia Arquette is crazy. So, <laughs> yes, well, yeah. <laughs> and then you have Hugh Grant with a very English scandal. I think it is on Amazon. In the little dude that plays the little dude who plays a. The counterpart of Hugh Grant won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor for this for that character on on a very English scandal. So it's a good Ben Whistler. Yes, and Jared Harris in Chernobyl. Jared Harris is a very good actor, and I remember him on Mad Men. He had a very influential character, very powerful character on Mad Men, and he was nominated. I don't remember if he won or not. On Mad Men, but he was nominated a couple of times, and I'm glad to see him nominated here in Chernobyl. He's a very good actor, and there's something about him that always creeps me out ever so slightly yeah. in the in the roles that he plays. Yeah, like he's very good at being unsettling. Yeah, he he plays those complicated characters always. And then you remember when we did our when they see us episode, we talked about. The wonders of uh, Jarrell Jerome, yes. and when they see us, and I'm glad to see him nominated there. Yes, it would be a big upset if this 19-year-old kid <laughs> beat out all these veteran actors. Man, I, I'm I'm here for this, and I, I would I wouldn't be mad at seeing that. You know. I and we, I know we haven't gotten the last nominee yet, but I'm just gonna say I hope he wins because he was so good. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, everybody was good, and 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 again, it's a case of oh God, how do you pick one? But I'm gonna go like I did with Villanelle, and that. Uh, but I I hope I hope that he wins. He probably won't, but I hope he does. Yeah, but again, the nomination itself is already is already yes. something for his resume at yes. 19 years old. That that come on. <laughs> yes, you know, first major role, and you there, in in everybody's talking about you. You know, that's 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 all you need to know. Gerald Jerome deserves to be there, and like just an insight. Uh, I hope he wins, and of course Sam Rockwell, who actually creeps me out for how <laughs> good how much he looks like Fosse. Oh God! He's he's done this a couple times now with movies because he was uh, George W. Bush, right? Yes, yes. In uh, in in Dick. Dick. So yeah. yeah, so yeah, he's he's done this. He's uh transformed himself a couple times now. So yeah, he's got that. He thing. might he might win for this one. Yeah, 
you know they like uh, Hollywood loves a biopic actor. So. And Chada Jarrell Jerome won 19 years old. Young actor uh, wins his first major role, I think. I think so. And I couldn't be happier, but it could not be any fairer. Yeah, I agree. That was totally deserved. Yep. Absolutely deserved. And his speech was um, moving. It was. He gave a beautiful speech. So we were talking about Gerald Jerome, and we heard all the praises that we went through uh, during our episode of When They See Us. Yes. And also, we talked about each one of the nominees because we thought they were good. Mm -hmm. um, and um, Mahershala Ali, True Detective, Benicio del Toro, Escaped at Dan Mora. We haven't seen that, so no, we, we had nothing to say. Right. We did talk about Jared Harris and everybody else. Sam Rockwell... <laughs> It's so weird, but like everybody he plays, he looks like he's just amazing. He doesn't need much makeup. He's no, just like, he can. <laughs> seems like he can just sort of contort his face and Gosh. suddenly become George W. Bush or oh. or whoever. It's that's that that that's awesome. That's a beautiful quality. Jerome, uh, Jerome won. And the next day, I was reading a couple of articles about his win, and I sort of like took issue with something because. <laughs> Here's the thing. Gerald Jerome is of Dominican descent. Okay. And as you know, I grew up in the Dominican Republic. I'm yes. Haitian, but I grew up in the Dominican Republic. And many people in the United States don't know the history of blackness in the Dominican Republic. So the very next day, everybody was uh, tagging Gerald Jerome as... Afro-Latino, which he is, but I'm pretty sure that growing up Dominican, that's not what he was told. Yeah. That's not what he was educated to believe himself being. Dominicans do everything in their power to disassociate themselves with their African ancestry. And now it must be cool to, you know, to, to, to be as an actor, to have that sort of representation and say, in, 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 you know, embrace it. Yeah. Right? Because, well, it's cool. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's the right thing to do. But it, it's sort of like kind of weird to me to see how I don't know that anybody has ever heard Jarrell Jerome refer to himself as Afro-Latino or Latinx or anything like that. Okay. But just because he's a dark-skinned uh, Latino kid, he he's now being heralded as, you know, a representative of Afro-Latino. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can see that in a, a, a someone of Panamanian descent. You know, <laughs> Panamanians are very... Black Panamanians are very, very proud of their blackness. <laughs> you know what I mean? As Latinos... They're very proud of the blackness, but that's not the same with Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. Okay. And I, hopefully he is proud of being a dark-skinned Dominican and the representation that he's been, he's been, that has been put on his shoulder. But the one thing I want to say is that 
you know, let him be the one to say that. Don't don't just give him the title because, you know, you see his dark skin. Yeah. He might not think of himself that way because that's not what Dominicans do. Yeah. You know, and I say that with enough authority because, again, I know, I know, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm a Haitian, but I grew up Dominican. Yeah. And it is, it is, it is something that I had to come to terms with growing up as a black kid in the Dominican Republic, that my friends who were um, either as dark as me or just a bit, a bit more, a bit lighter, still th saw me and thought of me as the black kid and not them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, Got it. Uh, that's, that's where I wanted to go with this. It, it was a something that I thought, you know, I have to say in this podcast because many people don't know, you know. And But yeah, I, I wanted to make this little observation here before we move on. So hopefully he'll own it and, you know, say it himself and being a young person, maybe he'll usher in a new age of enlightenment for Dominicans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I hope so, too. You know, uh, but there was a time where, you know, the the pride of dark skinned people for the Dominican Republic was Sammy Sosa and now he's as white as you so he's a scary looking dude, man <laughs> you know well, I, I got I, the money so I'm not gonna stay black <laughs> you know never, it's just amazing I've, I've never yeah. I mean I've seen some pretty bad plastic surgery jobs and things like that but <sighs> but he he looks like a corpse yeah yeah he's a, he looks like a he's melting made up corpse yeah yeah like he's melting away too like yeah. what, what is this you know yeah. But again, it brings us back to Malcolm X, you know, asking, you know, at every point you have to ask yourself who taught you to hate yourself, right? So we move on. What's the next, what's the next category? Supporting actor? Is that? I believe so. Supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Who do we have, Jocelyn? Let's see. Looks like we have Ben Whitshaw. For a very English scandal, Stellan Skarsgård for Chernobyl, Paul Dano, John Leguizamo, I'm going to say that wrong, Michelle K. Williams, and Asante Black. That was, that was a weird category. Yes. That was weird because we, I think we briefly talked about it, and I, you know, I remember talking about how you said... You know, I'm sure Paul Dano was very good, something like that. And I talked about how I know Stellan Skarsgård from other stuff, but I couldn't tell you a damn thing about what he did on, on uh, Chernobyl. And, um, of course, uh, Asante Black, you know, one of those young actors from When They See Us. Mm -hmm. we, 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 we remember that. And we had a particular beef about the nomination of John Leguizamo. Not that we weren't, we didn't agree with it, but here's what we thought about it. John Leguizamo was good enough in this, in When They See Us, but I don't think he had enough screen time to, to win this nomination. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He was good. Yeah. Everybody who was nominated here 
was good for when they see us. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but Michael K. Williams just kind of ripped my heart out. Yep. That's right. Yep. We we thought that he, he the nomination was more like because he's John Leguizamo, but not that he was bad, but he didn't have enough screen time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He didn't have enough screen time to be nominated, whereas Michael K. Williams was like, every time he was on screen, you were like, oh. Yeah. I, yeah. He, was, know, he was great. Yeah. In the, in the, what I was able to watch of When They See Us. Oh, he yeah. Was, he was great. And that's his thing, though. Like, he's, he's, like, he's like Michael Great K. Williams. That's his yeah. name or something, yeah. right? Like, yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Yep. So that, that, that was it. And, uh, but Ben Wishaw ended up winning it. You kind of could have seen it coming, given the fact that he won the Golden Globe for this character. And um, I'm so unfamiliar with this show. I know who's in it, but I really don't know much about it. Yeah. When it comes down to it, you know, it has a great cast and a great. Do you know how many times I've I've I've, I've been about to start it? <laughs> a very English scandal. Let me let me just start this pilot. Oh, look, something shiny. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what happens. Like, ooh, pistachios. <laughs> I know. That's wrong. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But so, yeah, uh, Ben Wishaw uh, uh, ended up winning it. So, whatever. You know, he, he's a cool dude. He's a good actor. Yeah, wow, wow, boom, boom. Whatever, right? No? Yeah. So, supporting actress in a limited series or movie. Yes. This is one that I I was angry about. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, 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 we discussed it before. I don't understand why she was nominated for the act, um, Patricia Arquette. And the fact that she won is mind-boggling to me because I'm sorry, but she was terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there were far too many good characters and, and uh, uh, actors around around her nomination. Yes. Uh, Vera Farmiga was like a revelation in When They See Us. Yes. Marsha Stephanie Black. When they, it, was, it was basically When They See Us. <laughs> yep. You know? Yep. And um, I I didn't see Sharp Objects, but I'm familiar, of course, with Patricia Clarkson's work and have always enjoyed what she's in. So I'm sure she was good in Sharp Objects, but Patricia Arquette in the act was just... She was horrible. She was awful. It was like, you know, I felt like I could have done a better job. This is where where I I start thinking, okay, so how much being well-known and having some kind of great agent... That has to do with it, you know, because like, okay, Escape of Dan Mora, we know she's good because whatever, she won a Golden Globe and in every single little piece of it that I've seen that she's on the screen, you're captivated. You can see her doing her thing. Mm-hmm. But that's that wasn't the case with. Um, no, she with, was, was the, with act, the act. With the act, I felt she was very miscast. Yeah. I felt she was. I don't know, just like playing dress up and and this fake southern accent, and it was just bad. 
Another thing is that there's a tons of other actresses that looked more like that lady that could have played her better. And knocked it out of the park. Right. And made right. you believe. Right. That, whereas I didn't believe a single scene she was in. I'm like, okay, I'm watching Patricia Arquette in a really bad wig and a fat suit. Yeah. Well, good for her. She won it, but like, no, whatever. She that wasn't that wasn't it. Yeah. We had that same quarrel with it from the very beginning. Yeah. It's almost as though we kn we knew that she was going to win it. Yeah, because yeah. we, we were mad she was um, nominated, so now I'm extra mad she won. <laughs> let's just pretend that didn't happen. That yeah. whole category is just poof. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Lead actress in a comedy series. All right. This is one that we, we, I know we mold a lot. I'm not even going to go over it. We're just going to go straight into what we said during that nominations uh, episode. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> you want to lead us in lead actress in comedy series? Absolutely. So we have Christina Applegate in Dead to Me. Rachel Brosnahan in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. Julia Louis-Dreyfus in Veep, mm -hmm. Natasha Lyonne in Russian Doll, Catherine O'Hara in Schitt's Creek, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. Okay, so this, this one is not really that hard, but I don't think anybody stands a chance with um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus being um, nominated there. Yeah, I don't think so either. She's going to win. But also... Rachel Brosnahan won it last year, I think. In, I think the second season of Mrs. Maisel was actually better. <laughs> she was actually better in the second season than she was in the first one. So watch out for that one. Yeah. I'm a bit surprised about the nomination of Natasha Leone. And I know that Natasha Leone is good, but I don't think the character that she played on... Russian doll was that good. Yeah, I I I'm confused by the nomination too. And I'm confused by it being in a comedy. I don't, I don't know. I'm confused <laughs> by the whole thing. Yeah. Uh Phoebe Waller-Bridge on Fleabag is a well-deserved nomination. And we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but we were right to be wrong though. Mm -hmm. Because Based on what we know, based on experience, the night should have been all about VIP. Yeah. The night should have been all about VIP. Yeah. The night should have been all about Julia Louis Drivers. Yep. Because it's the it was the last season, the last time she's ever gonna be nominated for that. And fucking VIP was good. Yeah. VIP was fantastic. Selena Myers is gonna go down in history as a, a cult like kind of shit. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, we were right to be wrong. Yep. Except that we didn't know, leader did we know, that there was a little a young lady up there named Phoebe Waller-Bridge that caused a very mighty impression mm -hmm. on Hollywood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the times they are changing. Yes. And so Phoebe Waller-Bridge won it. And by the way, I think... We've we've not mentioned the fact that Phoebe Waller-Bridge is actually the creator of Killing Eve. Yes. So. And the creator of Fleabag, and yeah. so she's a she's a very talented 
very intelligent woman and uh she deserves everything she gets i just personally couldn't get into fleabag but that doesn't mean it's a bad show it just means i couldn't get into it i like the fact that she recognized also the one of the actors that sort of if you will saved the second season uh i'm talking about the dude that was what was his name on, on Sherlock? Oh, Moriarty. Moriarty. She actually recognized, acknowledged that this guy was a big part of the show. So that that was a good thing to see. But yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge did her thing and boom, boom. And we, we move on. How, how do you feel about about the, the win itself? I think it was deserved um, because... I couldn't stand the character of Fleabag. I found her to be odious and um, just a terrible person and nobody that I wanted to spend time with. But for that to happen, the actress has to be incredibly yes. good Yes. for you to be like, this is literally somebody that I would smack if I had to yeah. sit next to. Yeah. And the way you felt like that, or I personally felt that way the whole time, couldn't identify with her, but... I identified her as somebody that I did not want to spend any time with. And I think to do that, you have to be a fabulous actress. And, uh, and she did. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember we actually, I actually asked this question. Is it possible that it is her being so good that makes us feel all of these things for the character of Fleabag? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there are moments where even when Fleabag found herself in in situations where you should feel a certain amount of empathy towards her. You know, like, yeah, she deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> she freaking deserves it. You know? she, she's just odious. Yeah. So, great. We're moving on to the next one, huh? Yes. Lead actor in a comedy series. We had a big talk about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. We were confused as to what the hell was Black Monday. You had to Google it. I did, yeah. <laughs> and I remember we talked about um, why Bill Hader deserved to be nominated. Mm -hmm. Although I, I don't know if I thought he would, he would win it. Mm -hmm. So we can... Do you want to hear a bit, a bit about that? Yeah. Okay, let's do that because I, I don't I don't quite remember much of it. So, uh, lead actor in a comedy series, Anthony Anderson for Blackish. I watched I think the first three seasons of Blackish, and I love Blackish, and I love Anthony Anthony Anderson's character in it, and there is something about Blackish that is very different from your typical, very well-known black sitcom. And it's, it's the way that it talks about social issues with a sense of humor that even when you have started crying <laughs> for, you know, as a result of, the topic, even when you have started crying, these guys will find a way to make you laugh, like while, while you're actually wiping away your tears. And mm. Kenya Barris, I think, 
is the the creator of the show has managed to to put together a very good cast in Anthony Anderson, Yara Shahidi, Lawrence Fishburne, I think is is in there too, and um, Tracy Ellis Ross, the daughter of Diana Ross. But Anthony Anderson has a very deserving nomination for lead for lead actor in a comedy series there. So I'm I'm glad to see that there. But moving on, do you know what the hell Black Monday is about? <laughs> I don't have any idea. I hadn't heard of it before. <laughs> Neither have I. And I don't even know what Don Chido Don Chido is doing there with this little afro and this little porn stash. I, I'm wondering if it's something to do with like the old black black exploit black exploitation films or or what i don't know yeah i mean i i, I have to find out about this because i don't i have no idea what black monday is about but again i don't watch a lot of like tv per se i i watch we are streamers so if it's not streamable we're probably not watching it and we'll only know about it when it comes to Okay, so um, I just I just did a quick Google on it, and uh, I feel a little a little silly. Black Monday chronicles the 31st anniversary of the worst stock market crash in the history of Wall Street. To this day, no one knows exactly who caused the October 19th, 1987 stock market crash until now. Okay, so Don Chittle is um, nominated. And apparently, it's a comedy. Yeah, lead actor in the comedy series for Black Monday. And then we got Ted Danson for The Good Place. I think that's a very well-deserved one, too. I do, too. Yeah. I, I'm surprised by how good he is in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. What, what is his name in that again? I can't, I can't remember. Oh, Michael. my God. Michael. Isn't it? Michael, Michael. yes. I yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Douglas for The Kominsky Method. I know that these guys have had some pretty good nominations last year. And when I saw that it was uh, Michael Douglas and that other dude, first name Alan, not Alan Alda, another Alan. He's, he's Alan a, Arkin? Alan Arkin is, is in the Kaminsky Method. And I was like, oh, I got to start watching that. And I never got to it. But They've been making pretty good noises since last year because they got some nominations from last year too, in the Golden Globe, and um, I don't know if if the Emmy last year, but I know that it's not the first time that I see them being nominated for something, but I don't know what it's about either. And then I don't, uh, I don't either. Yeah, uh, Bill Hader for for Barry, and Eugene Levy as uh, for. Uh, Shit's Creek, which is another one that we have to find out what what the hoopla is all about, right? Yeah, I, I don't know anything about Shit's Creek other than the name. <laughs> I like Eugene Levy; he makes me crack. He cracks me up. He's a funny guy. And again, Bill Hader won, so that was sort of a surprise for the night too. Yeah, wasn't it? I'm not saying Bill Hader is not good. Barry is actually very. This is one of the best things on HBO right now, except that. Oh, I started watching it and it was like, yeah, I can watch this another time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's not good. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, there's all the things that I could be watching now. So 
I'll binge watch this at some point. Yeah. But Bill Hader, Bill Hader, and again, it's a beautiful surprise for me, the fact that he came out of Saturday Night Live, went into a show that he co-created and has been this successful. Yeah. So that's that's fantastic to see. Yeah. Lead the way. <laughs> so next is supporting actress in a comedy series, which was Sarah Goldberg for Barry. I, I remember I had trouble with this name before. We I, had a little banter about that one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ms. Clifford, <laughs> my beloved Olivia Coleman, Betty Gilpin, Kate McKinnon, Alex Borstein, Marin Hinkle, Marin? Marin? Mar Marin Hinkle. Yeah. Marin Hinkle and Anna Chlumsky. Okay, so we did have a long talk about each one of these actresses. Yes, so we did. It should be, we should go over that. Because I think you, I almost had you slap me over the head because I said something about why why Olivia <laughs> Coleman is even nominated in there, and she and you got mad and you threatened to never do the, this podcast again. <laughs> and then you edited all that out. And <laughs> <laughs> so let's hear it. Let's hear it. <laughs> and. What do you have for supporting actors in a comedy series? So there's Alex Borston for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Anna Chlumsky for Veep, Olivia Coleman for Fleabag. Uh, is it Sion Clifford for Fleabag? I, I don't um, know if, 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 she, if she go by Sean or Sion. Or, I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I always feel bad when I mispronounce people's names because I I get my name mispronounced so much that yeah. I I just want to work hard at getting it right. But <laughs> and it is true. But the thing is, like those most of those really uh, are Celtic names, sometimes they look some way and and then they pronounce some some way. And so I'm always like extra careful <laughs> about how yes. I'm gonna go over. You know, I mean Stephen, for instance. What the hell is the V? It's a PH, but you can't yeah. say Stephen. You have to say Stephen. So who does that? <laughs> you know, Shoban. You know, it's yes, it's, yes. That's another one. That's a good trip up. It's Shoban, but you have to say Shavon. Like really, dude? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking um, about. There's Declan. Declan is another one too. God, it's, it's spelled like like Duclaw or something. But yeah. No, they, they, oh God. I, I leave it alone. So I'm trying to be respectful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's Betty Gilpin for Flo, Sarah Goldberg for Barry, Marianne Hinkle for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live. Ay, ay, ay. This one is hard, too. This one is, this one is mad hard. I don't even know what to tell you. I don't know either. This is another one where I just curl in a ball and cry. Yeah. Alex Borston, I think, definitely should win it this year. But again, saying definitely should win it this year is a bit, for me, disrespectful to the rest of, 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 of these women who, you know, I know have been, like, terrific in, in, in what they do. L look at, Marin Hinkle had a very, very good second season on Mrs. Maisel. I mean, I'm talking about very, when somebody has an emotional meltdown, um, on a comedy show and actually convinces you to feel bad for her. Um, you have to respect that actor. So Marin Hinkle did that in 
Mrs. Maisel. And of course, Kate McKinnon has been <laughs> the highlight of Saturday Night Live. She's so talented. For the past, I don't know, six, seven years, maybe? Yeah. 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 Mm. She, she's so talented. Every time she's on screen, even if it's something that I'm not particularly enjoying, yeah. I can't help but watch her. Yeah. Like, she's just compelling for me. Like, I have to watch her when she's on screen. Mm-hmm. Anna Klomsky, Vip, also she's been there for all this time. And her character is really, really good. She plays that character to the T, so... Um, I've heard a lot of good things about Glow, but again, I've not watched Glow, so I can't say anything about Betty Gilpin. I don't haven't know. watched it either, but have heard good things about it too. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Goldberg, I believe Sarah Goldberg is the love interest of Barry on on Barry, and I think, I, if I remember correctly, she was very good at that. But again, the characters that I'm I'm familiar with. If uh, right now they told me, Graham, it comes down to your vote. Who do you vote for to win it? I'm going to go for Alex Boston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, I can completely understand that. Oh, Lord. I can. And, you know, I love Olivia Coleman, but at the same time, she's got her Oscar now. And I think she won uh, something last year for an Emmy last year for something. And. And I love her so much, but I haven't seen Fleabag, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Olivia, Olivia Coleman could easily take a seat from now on for, for, for a time. But my prediction was right. I predicted that Alex Borston should have won this. And she did. Yeah. She did, man. She is good. Uh, on Mrs. Maisel, and uh, I, yeah, everybody there sort of deserved to be there, or whatever. I also liked Marin Hinkle for for these, but again, I, I couldn't see anybody else winning it but Alex Boston. So you still have to start Mrs. Maisel before the third season starts. I do. But, I do. You know, you you be doing your thing. You do you. You do you, boo. <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> I ain't even going to say, I'm never going to talk about this anymore. That's, that's a, no, mm-mm. you know, I'm, I've, I've been dissed. <laughs> <laughs> In your own house, no doubt. I know. Well, all right then. So supporting actor in a comedy series. We also had a long talk about this too, because I remember we talked about um, some of the, Barry actors, mm-hmm. you know, Henry Winkler. I had a long explanation about who Anthony Carrigan was and also Tony Shalhoub. Yes. So we'll listen to that and we want to go over why it was a good thing that Tony Shalhoub won or do you have any, do you have any quarrels with the fact that Tony Shalhoub was the winner? Not at all. I love Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. He can do no wrong for me. I, I think he's just dope. He's good. <laughs> he's, 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 he's the man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Abe won. <laughs> Abe Maisel won. <laughs> and we have no problem with that. Yep. Nope. Great. Not whatsoever. Woohoo. Yeah. 
So here you have it. This is our uh, special blowout episode. Yes. <laughs> of um, blowout and throwback. Yeah. That yes. sounded wrong. Blow out and throw back? <laughs> yes. But why did you have to say how wrong it sounded? Because now I have to go and revisit the whole thing in my mind. No cool. Sorry. So we, we, we hope you liked this episode. We uh, tried to do this. This is not something that we do all the time. I don't think we've ever done it. So <laughs> <laughs> we definitely never do it all the time. <laughs> This is this is this is a test. This is an experiment. Yes. Tell us how you like it. Yay. Uh definitely tell us how you like it. Tell us um what you think and you know where to get us. So we're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We are on the Facebook. You have to say where the Facebook. We? Where else are we? We're on the YouTubes. We're on the YouTubes too. We are on the YouTubes. The YouTubes. Yeah, it's it's an empty channel though. Whatever. Yeah, but but we're there, and you know, at some point it won't be empty. Yeah, we got some good things coming. I'm I'm sure. If you would like to support this show in in other way than you know just listening, you can do that. The, you're gonna find a little heart on the player on the Buzzsprout player. You'll find a little heart. If you click on that little heart, then it will lead you to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. Patreon.com Kicking and Streaming Podcast. And that's where you can make a contribution to the show. We have coasters. They're here. We like them. They came out beautiful. They're awesome. If you like one of those, just just hit us up. Seriously. Like on Instagram, you can send us a private message. You can also do that on our Facebook page. But also you can send an email to kicking streaming podcast. Kicking streaming at gmail.com. No podcast. Kicking streaming at gmail.com. And, and we put a stamp on it and send it to you. Yeah. 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 So this we're, is good. We're cool like that. We're just good like that. And um get some else. I think so. I think we're good, people. We're good. So <laughs> thank you for listening one more time. We'll see you next week. 